Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Believe in Saints. He is Terrence Copper. I am David Grubb, and it is week four, 15, excuse me. 15, and we're getting towards the end of the season. Final four weeks of the season for the New Orleans Saints coming off the bye. Four and nine this week, taking on the five and eight Falcons. And um, TC, this was this was the start of the season. These two teams started the season against each other. They're a game apart now, but it's two completely different teams that will face off in the Superdome than what we saw in week one in, in Atlanta. Oh, it definitely is. Uh but again, this is – I feel like this is a must-win game for for the Saints. Uh, like I said, we still got some glimpse of playoff hopes, uh, very slim. But if you want to keep them hopes alive, we got to win this game. And you don't want to be last in the division. No. I mean, you still have a chance at a 500 record in the division. No. But, yeah, you still have a chance at a 500 record in the division if you can win – beat Atlanta and Carolina. So that will put you at 3-3. Three and three. Um that's important. You don't want to be below 500 in the division. And like you said, the playoffs are still a possibility. This is a rivalry game with the Falcons, the team that you have been, you know, like connected to since your birth. Um, and you're coming off a very, you know, that week one game, which came down to the last minute to pull out. The Falcons want some revenge on that too. You came and you beat them on their home turf in week one. And for them, if that's a win in their pocket, you're looking at a very different season for them at six and seven than at five and eight with the four games that they have at the end of the season. If they could beat the Saints, beat the Panthers, beat the Bucks, and maybe beat the Baltimore Ravens, the Falcons are talking about making a playoff run. So this game matters to them too. Oh, it definitely matters. And and it's going to be, to me, I think it's going to be a tough game. Uh, like it's a rivalry game. Truthfully, it didn't, it didn't matter what the records were if we was – way above 500 or they were, it didn't matter. This game is going to come down to, I feel like it's come down to the last possession. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. We always play each other's tough, no matter where we're at. You know, so it's going to be a tough game, but it's a game that we have to pull out. I'm ready to see what we're going to do differently coming out of the out of the bye week. Yeah, what kind of changes did the Saints make during the bye? Because we know that at the top, the status quo did to say the same with the quarterback situation. Um, and that's been a subject of a lot of conversation all season long. And first, again, we want to reiterate. And I think, you know, I, I don't I think I don't think I'm speaking out of pocket when I say I'm speaking for you on this. Nobody's blaming Andy Dalton for the for the Saints being four and nine. No, Nobody's not saying this is his fault. But what we do acknowledge is there are two things that are definitely true. Number one, Andy Dalton is not the future for the New Orleans Saints at the quarterback position. We know this. Number two. You have invested two years of money in Jameis Winston. 
the season is for all intents and purposes. Yes, you still have something to play for. Yes. But the the evaluation part of for most of these guys, the for the wide receivers, for your offensive line, you know who's coming back next year, what's contract-based. I'm not making any new judgments on Chris Olave. I'm not making any new judgments on any of these guys over the last four weeks because this team is beat up, is battered. I know what I've pretty much got out of these guys. The one guy I don't know on my offensive roster, what he can do when healthy, because the only time we saw him partially healthy, he led one of the greatest comebacks in franchise history in the fourth quarter at the beginning of this season and got hurt in that same game, and we never saw that guy again. It seems to be. I understand consistency. I want I understand having the same guy under the huddle every in the huddle every week and trying to get some consistency with the offense that has not been so. But at this stage, I just don't understand for the purposes of both the team in the present and the future, not evaluating Jameis in real game situations. The only thing I can come up with is that we're probably going to trade him at the end of the season. And and, tr- and tr- we want to make sure that he's healthy. That's the only thing I can come up with because, like I said, you got to know what you have, uh, especially for the draft. Do you need to draft another quarterback? Or do you still believe in Winston that he's the guy? I still think you draft a quarterback, but you got to style. Like, I want to see, does Jameis's style, is that the style that works with the receivers that I have? Is his, does he go with what the, I want to do offensively? Because even then you're trying to figure out the template for the type of quarterback you're going to draft, right? You're trying to figure out who, it's not Andy Dalton. You're not drafting Andy Dalton in the, in the draft. You're not taking him in the first, second, or third round. You know what I mean? So if 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 you're taking, are you going to take a guy with a big arm like Jameis? Or are you taking somebody who's a more of a precision West Coast type passer? Let's see what Jameis does. Yeah, because I think there's more you can learn about what you don't want too, if what you do want, what you don't want, by just getting another style in there. Yeah, I agree with you. I I I really think they have to play him just to evaluate him because you really haven't evaluated him since he's been there because he's been hurt so much. <laughs> so you really don't know what he – I mean, you know what he can do, what he's capable of because he shows flashes. But – now we're down the home stretch. You know, is the draft is coming up and uh, next year coming around. We need a quarterback. We just don't know what we're gonna do with Jameis. Do we hold on to Jameis? Do we try to trade? Do we try to trade him? You just don't know because you don't know what you have. I mean, you know what you have, but you don't know. So that to me, that's the biggest reason why I feel like we have to play him. But if you're not playing him, the only thing I can come up with is you trying to keep him healthy because he, he does tend to get injured. You're trying to keep him healthy so you can have a market to trade him. That is the only thing that I can think of of why you're not playing him. It just, I, I mean, you see the fan base is not behind this decision. And, and I think that, you know, players are going to stand behind their quarterback. Nobody, I don't think anybody dislikes Andy at all. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I do think that the team needs something. And I think you, this would have been the right time again. We've talked about different times. The buy is the right time to do it. You know what I mean? And and that's when you can see. You can give Jameis an opportunity. Maybe there's some plays. Maybe there's just a package. Maybe you give him a couple drives or something just to just to, to see. Because I, I just think that the team needs something down the stretch to light, light a, a spark because there is no spark right now. And it's hard. It's hard when guys are trying and the results aren't showing. And, and I think Atlanta, you look at them, 
they get their spark kind of because they've been one and four in their last five games. But three of those four losses were by one possession. So now you take out Marcus Mariota, who gets injured, and you bring in a kid like Desmond Ritter, who the Saints evaluated and thought about drafting, considered him. We know he was a very talented college player, threw for over 10,000 yards, um, 87 touchdown passes, twenty ran for 2,100 yards, and 28 touchdowns. So it brings that mobility to, to the league, which is something that the Saints have struggled with too. Pretty accurate guy during the preseason, but that's preseason football. But he did run the ball again, eight carries for 58 yards in the preseason. That challenge, I think, is, again, that's something that the Saints are going to have to deal with because he runs in a different way than Mariota did. Mariota's a lot more cautious with the football, too, a guy who does not want to throw downfield. DeRitter's a guy who can throw it down the field. And the Saints are one and two this season against quarterbacks that can run. They lost to Kyler Murray, lost to um, Lamar Jackson, beat Marcus Mariota. But those quarterbacks ran for over 100 and um, and something like 160 yards um, uh, against the Saints. So uh, over 180 yards against the Saints in those three games. So we're going to have to come out and play, especially with him being at the quarterback. I've, I've evaluated him for two years because he, because he comes from Cincinnati. Right. Uh, and, and of course, like I said, I do the pregame postgame show for East Carolina university and the same uh, conference. So I've watched this guy and evaluate this guy for a couple of years already. And he is a winner. And everything you said is exactly how he is. He's not afraid to take chances. He will run the ball with his legs. He's athletic. Uh, and he's a winner. He comes from a program of Cincinnati where those guys are not put this way. They they made the the final four a couple of years ago when him met the quarterback. And in order to do that, you have to have a chip on your shoulder because Cincinnati is not one of these highly titled power five teams that are that should be in the playoffs. So the fact that he can take his team there to the playoffs, even though they got beat, but this guy's a winner. He's an athlete. And he can throw the ball. So we definitely have our work cut out for us. Um, we got to be ready to play. Offensively, we have to score points. I still look at I look at the overall team. And no, do I think Coach Allen deserves to be fired? No, he doesn't. Not his first year. Uh, he doesn't deserve to be fired. But defensively, we're doing well defensively. We're not. We're not perfect, but we are handling our own to the fact that we should be winning more games than we are. Offensively, we have struggled. We have struggled night in and night out. We have struggled. Uh, I don't know what that reason is, but I think if changes are going to be made, it'll be on the offensive end and maybe not the defensive end. Those are just my thoughts, if we make a change at all. Because there has to be more creativity, especially in the red zone. How many red zone possessions this year for the Saints? And one of the statistics that, that they showed to talk about on fourth downs last year when it was fourth and two or less, like Sean Payton would go for it 80-something percent of the time to try to extend the drive or, or to get points. The, the Saints have not gone for it this season in fourth down or two or less. But you know what? I, I, don't, I don't necessarily dislike that stat. Because if you got Sean Payton there and you got Drew Brees, guess what? You well, last year they didn't have Drew Brees, and this is counting last year too. Oh, like last okay. year they went for a lot last year too. That's and that's true. the thing is like that aggression. I think that that in a couple of those times in the we go back to the Buccaneers game and you have those two mm-hmm. very important red zone possessions where you end up with field goals. Mm-hmm. 
that unwillingness to say this is a two play, you know, on third down, we got to have two plays from third and three, be prepared mm-hmm. for fourth and one or fourth and two. And the Saints had that two times, two very, I think, makeable plays against the Buccaneers in the red zone. Didn't use Taysom Hill in either one of those situations. Didn't use Alvin Kamara in either one of those situations. You know, so it was very, you know, we saw it. It just did not work. And I think some creativity, again, seeing Kamara or Taysom in space and just say, make one person miss. I am willing to bet on Alvin Kamara or Taysom Hill either making a person miss or Taysom running them over if it's if it's all I need is two yards. If all I need right. is two yards, I'm willing to take that bet nine times out of ten that they're going to make it. Definitely. I, I definitely agree with you with that. Uh, I agree with you on that. I just don't think that we have the confidence in our offense to do those things this year. And, and that could be because player-wise or just the ability to call the right play, to put us in the right position to be able to make those downs. How much of that and, – and we've seen teams. Let's, let's, let's take – and people have used this as an example because Dan Campbell is from the Saints staff. You know, he had mm-hmm. experience with Saints staff. He goes to Detroit. And they talk about Dan Campbell's attitude. And lifting a team in the Lions that I – you know, that's my hometown team. I grew up watching the Lions. I know how bad they have been. They've won one playoff <laughs> game in the 47 years that I've been alive. <laughs> okay? So, you know, and we've had – Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, all these great players. One playoff win. Now I'm watching Dan Campbell up there take Jared Goff, a guy who's gotten beaten out for quarterback multiple times, been kicked around, and he's got them dudes. They've won five out of the last six. They beat Minnesota last week. Team only had two losses. You know, they beat Minnesota last week, beat them by double digits. That attitude for a a last team that don't have any stars, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown might be the only dude on their team that right mm-hmm. now looks like a star on that offense. Mm-hmm. But there they are, five and six with attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like, they haven't had played great in a lot of these games, but they've won games because I think these dudes believe now that they can win. And I think, like you said, the, the Saints, for whatever reason, whether it's inside the players themselves or the coaching staff, maybe the coaching staff doesn't believe in the players enough or the players might not believe in the coaching staff enough, but the vibe ain't there. And you know what? The, the reason why I feel like the Lions, not to jump to the Lions, are succeeding the way they are. For, for one, last year, I mean, they didn't have a good record last year, but the majority of their games, they lost by three to seven points last year. So it wasn't like they were just getting blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know how to finish games. And the same thing is going on now, they're, but they're finishing games now. The mentality of Dan Campbell, I think, is a, is a cancer, and it spreads, it spreads within his team. And the way he is, his mentality, his passion for the game, it has spread to his team. And they feel they can win games. They play with the same amount of passion that he coached with and the type of guy he is. I played with Dan for two years in Dallas. Uh, so I know the type of guy he is. I just don't feel like the Saints have that passion the way they did when Coach Payton was here. Uh, I don't think we have that that coach on the sideline that is – that is as passion. I saying they don't have love for the game, but the way they coach with a passion, I don't think we have that guy on the sideline, not in authoritative positions. You know, so I just don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out why we can't get this thing going. And this is what I come up with. Because that's, that's the last thing I think that you would have used to describe New Orleans Saints football 
for the last 17, 18 years is passionless. And this year it's been passionless football to watch. You know what I mean? And, and I think that that's, yeah. that's the most disappointing part. Not that guys aren't trying. I'm, I'm never mm-hmm. going to question a man's competitive spirit. But, you know, when it's a hard season, your passion can change. You know your job. You go out and do your job. You are dedicated to your work. But how you throw yourself into it, 100% of what you have can be different on every day. You know what I mean? You know, my 100% yep. Yep. on Monday and my 100% on Tuesday can be completely different things based on my attitude. Yep. And I think that that's where we see the Saints is that even if they give 100% right now, that mental edge, that part of that belief, that that swagger that they used to carry when they walked into other stadiums or when people walked into the Superdome, that edge, whether it was worth three points, six points, whatever it was worth, it's not there with them anymore. No, it's not. And and I'm ready to see what happens out of this break, out of this bye week. Uh, We had a chance to recharge. Mentally, you had a chance to recharge. Physically, you had a chance to recharge. Uh, you had a chance to go back to the drawing board to, to scout yourself, to see your tendencies, to see the things you can get better at. Now I want to see what we can put into play, put into action. And we play our rivals this week. Uh, we've already beat them once this year. I want to see what we can do coming out of this bye week. Well, let's do quickly the keys then. I think um, defensively, you're going up against a rookie quarterback making his first start. Um, historically, the Saints have had bad luck against rookie quarterbacks making their first start. But we know two things you got to do. Number one, they're going to have to win first down, put him in long situations. You can't allow him to be in second and short. And then I think the other thing is the Saints are going to have to be able to change coverages and looks for him when he is in passing situations. And hopefully during that, without having to blitz, because we don't want to see him run and get 70, 80 yards on the ground, because you got to deal with Cordell Patterson too. But it's confusing him, and hopefully you can get a turnover or two. Definitely. Like I said, you don't want to just blitz just regular blitzes. You want to you want to disguise these blitz. You still want to put pressure on him, but you want to disguise the blitz. Uh, and the way you blitz him is going to be different than you can blitz a regular quarterback because the fact he can run the ball, you got to blitz him with your DNs. They had they can't get behind the quarterback. When they blitz, they got to collapse the, the pocket from the outside in without going behind the quarterback. And your interior guys, they got to push straight forward, push back three yards. That is Three yards is, is the golden number for your interior rush, is to push the line back three yards, sit them in the quarterback pocket. You got your outside guys blitz from the outside in, not going behind them to open up running lanes. And also there may be some zone blitzes you have where you can disguise it, but you have to disguise it. Uh, but we got to score points offensively for me. Defensively, we got to stop the run. We have to stop the run because they're going to come out, especially with a young quarterback, and try to establish the run. They try to keep him out of certain situations. They ran for so 200 yards run, for in week one. Yes. So if we can stop the run and make him throw the ball, I think we'll be successful defensively. Offensively, we got to put points up. Field goals are not enough in the red zone. You got to score touchdowns. And, and you saw again, week one, the Saints opened up that first drive, giving a lot of Taysom Hill. And he got big yards. Remember that, like, I think he had that, like, it was mm-hmm. a 40 yard run, set up that mm-hmm. first touchdown, gets in the red zone, boom, touchdown. Saints up early. Man, try it again. Go back to that. Be like, like, see if they, if they've adjusted to it or not. To me, it's, 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 it's go back to the things that you know that worked against them 
you saw also, you know, again, can you do the things? Can you test them vertically and across the field? Um, you know, in, in downfield matchups, does Chris Olave have winning matchups? Does Rashid have winning matchups? That's where the Saints were able to do damage against the Falcons was getting downfield. And the, and the Falcons do have a good pass rush. They hit Jameis, you know, a few times in that opening week. And Andy is not as mobile. As, so getting the ball out quickly is going to be very important for him, too. Yeah. And, and that you hit the key right on the head. We had Jameis Winston that game. So when we were attacking down the field, it was him making those throws. I don't know if the quarterback, I don't know if Dalton, if he can make those same throws. Not saying he can't, but I just don't know if he can. So we we shall see. We shall see. You you said this is, is another last possession game. It usually is with these teams. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 24-21 Saints uh, in this one. Uh, they they hang on and and and, and get this one um, and and get off the snide. What do you say? I'm going 17-20 Saints. 17 to 20 Saints. I don't I don't think that uh, the young quarterback they have in Atlanta. I don't think he understands how good this defense is. Uh, we have our record does not show how good our defense is. Uh, and we have our days where we go out and we look like, you know, we should be contenders defensively. You know, so I don't think he understands how we play defensively. Uh, I think we got a great defense coordinator in Allen, uh, Coach Allen. Uh, and I think we got some some players on the defense side of the ball that are really trying to step up and that really take pride in what they're doing. Not saying that the entire team doesn't, but yeah. I know on the defense side of the ball, defense side of the ball, those guys come ready to play every week, and they're healthier this week, mm-hmm. and that that's very big. Is that you look at the injury report, and there are some guys who were limited this week, but but the defensive report of guys being out, much better. Like mm-hmm. guys are practicing, yeah. and you and you get Chris McCoy. I mean Eric McCoy back this week. Um, so that's huge too to have him on that offensive line. Um, if mm-hmm. he's good to go, they take him off IR. So, um, you know, unfortunately, Mark Ingram again, like we talked about, um, it looks like his Saints career is over with him going on IR. And you just, if that is the end for him, um, statistically speaking, one of the three best running backs in Saints history, um, you know, his career, his legacy in New Orleans is certainly um, solid. He's going to go into the Saints Hall of Fame someday. Definitely. Uh, like I said, you hate to see him go out like that, but he has had an amazing career. Uh, so hats off to him if it is his last game plan. But, you know, go Saints. Absolutely. So until the next time, we talk to you all next week. Enjoy the game. And let's let's hope the Houdets are back. I'm <laughs> David Grubb. He's Terrence Copper. And this has been Believe in Saints. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.